You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Um, a little bit of news that just dropped. Taylor Heineke has been named the starter for the Falcons. Um, wow. I'm trying to see right now if it's just for this week. Uh, knowing Arthur Smith, um, I can't imagine that he's going to tell you guys, like, hey, uh, Arthur Smith explained the decision to go with Taylor Heineke after saying on Sunday that they didn't bench Desmond Ritter because of performance. Uh, but yeah, for this week against the Vikings, it is going to be Taylor Heineke. And you know what that means? That basically means that you have a new potential streamer because it is a pretty good matchup for Taylor Heineke, you know, and like he has the weapons. Drake London is dealing with a groin injury right now. So we'll see what his practices that practice statuses are throughout the week. But when he's healthy, <laughs> I kind of feel like this is an upgrade for him. Right. Um, you know, when, you know, he did have a, a wide receiver one in Terry McLaurin last year. Right. And, and T- Terry McLaurin, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at it right now. He averaged 15.6 fantasy points with Heineke last year. So not bad at all. Right. Heineke. So London could get an upgrade here. Um, this, this offense can get an upgrade. Um, this passing offense can get an upgrade. The accuracy was a real issue for Desmond Ritter. Um, just, just real quick, just th- 30 seconds on this real quick, Christian. Wh- wh- what are your thoughts on this move? Do you think this improves the Falcons offense, number one? And number two, do we have a little bit more fantasy relevance out of this team? 100%. Um, absolutely. You saw in just his short, short stint when he came in last week. It just feels like i mean which is crazy to say because desmond ritter hasn't been bad but like you watch the falcons and you feel like there's so much left on the table with with a roster um i mean say what you want about the head coach but i think from a quarterback standpoint and and we're talking fantasy upgrades to kyle pitts and drake london i think they do get an up uh, i think they do get an upgrade right you saw in just a short stint he started targeting kyle pitts more he was pushing the ball downfield um i think that's what you need um when you're looking at a fantasy quarterback and fantasy offenses i i would give them an uptick 100 percent. he just feels like he's more comfortable back there um and he's throwing the ball with much more confidence as opposed to desmond ritter he was just you just didn't see the ball being pushed downfield as much as you'd like yeah i hear that uh, what are your thoughts zach is, is there a one clear winner from here uh from this team that would benefit that would get benefit I don't know. I, I think they definitely get upgrades, but I think it's like Christian was alluding to. You know, it's just kind of overall, everybody gets a slight uptick. I don't think there's any clear winner here. I do think that the talent levels of Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter are kind of like right there with each other. I don't know how much there's going to be a change because the philosophy on offense is still going to be that Arthur Smith offense. I think that the running backs are still going to be pretty involved. But the thing for me that makes me a little bit more optimistic is maybe Taylor Heineke can limit turnovers because that's the problem. That's what we've seen from Desmond Ritter so far. Two weeks ago, it was three fumbles in the game. The week before that, it was three interceptions in the game. He's had a turnover issue this season, and that's cutting drives short. So if the Falcons can get a little consistency, a little stability, not turning the ball over, extend drives as opposed to ending them early, I think we could see more fantasy relevance out of these guys. I think that's where some of the production might come from. Obviously, that's like a broad look at it, but I think that just even cutting down on the turnovers a little bit, which has been Desmond Ritter's game throughout this season so far, I think that could be a really big boost for a couple of these guys, namely Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Ritter is leading the NFL uh, in turnovers right now among all quarterbacks. All right, let's address this Vikings situation with Kirk Cousins going down. 
They traded for Josh Dobbs to come in and help them stay afloat. They're four and four right now, right? This move kind of tells us that they're, they're not packing it in, right? They're not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that Dobbs is the savior, but we at least know that we have a capable quarterback coming in who kept Hollywood Brown very fantasy relevant, gave Trey McBride the tight end one finish of the week this past week. You know, how much of a downgrade should we expect for this Vikings offense, Christian? Uh, it's, it's a downgrade for sure. Because again, Kirk cousins, you look at his stats, he was having a fantastic year, right? He was one of the better quarterbacks overall from his, from a statistic standpoint in the NFL. Um, but I do like this move, to be honest, I alluded to it as a possibility. Um, when we recorded our show on Monday, I said, you know what? I, I just can't help to see the Vikings not trading for Josh Dobbs, especially after they came out and said, Oh, we're going to start Kyler Murray or Clayton tune i was like this sort of feels like they're leading towards trading him at the deadline which was this was monday obviously and the deadline just passed but um i do think it saves a lot of seasons i really do i think um you're you're talking about potentially turning in to a disaster for tj hawkinson guys like jordan addison and guys like justin jefferson who obviously will produce but let's say he comes back if they were going with jaron hall let's be real here justin jefferson which is crazy to say, I don't even know if I would be feel comfortable rolling him out as one of my two receivers. And if you're starting to, let's say, but um, I think it does save a lot of seasons. You look at Josh Dobbs, look at Arizona's offense this year. He has Marquise Brown as a top 22 receiver. He had Trey McBride, obviously had a big game. So it helps his numbers, but he was a top 20 tight end last, last week. He put up 20 points. Michael Wilson also had a fair share of weeks where he was pretty solid. Right. And, Obviously, he's going to a team with much better weapons. I, we're, we're talking downgrades. I would downgrade, of course, because you're going from Kirk Cousins to um, Josh Dobbs. But I think it saves a lot of seasons, to be honest. Yeah, it definitely saves seasons. And, and the thing is, like, we're going to have to give Dobbs some time as well. I don't think he's going to be able to just walk in and be able to get all these guys the ball. Right? I think getting Jefferson the ball will be the priority number one, obviously. You know, so much is left. You know, I'm curious to know how much is left for TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison, right? I think Addison might end up being the odd man out if we're picking anyone. There were some accuracy issues with Dobbs. Cousins was putting the ball on these guys, right? He's an accurate quarterback. Addison, over the last four weeks, according to Fantasy Life's utilization report, catchable target rate from Cousins to Addison, 86%, 80%, 80%, 88% to Hawkinson. 88%, 88%, 88%, 88%, 100%, 78%. If we look at Hollywood from Dobbs the last four weeks, 55%, 55%, 60%, and then 88% this last week. Zach, is this a good time to sell Addison? It's the only time to sell Addison. And I'm going to agree with Christian here. I think Josh Dobbs coming in, I think the save the season is true, but I, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. I'm going to say it salvages the seasons of a lot of players. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not... a that it's not like we're going to turn around and they're going to be the same guys that were with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Absolutely. You have to strongly consider moving on from Addison at this point, even with the Vikings adding Josh Dobbs. And for me, it comes down to the question of upside moving forward. Sure, could Jaron Hall come in, play pretty well for the Vikings, support Addison as a fantasy relevant wide receiver too for the next few weeks? Maybe. If that doesn't work, could Josh Dobbs eventually start and make Addison wide receiver too? That's probably the trajectory that we're looking at right now. Dobbs will be starting in a couple of weeks. Could that happen where he's Addison's a wide receiver too with him? We saw him do it with Marquise Brown, like you said. I think there's definitely a possibility there. But Addison's the PPR wide receiver seven over the past four weeks. He's scored five touchdowns in his past four games. He's averaged 20 points a game. 
that ceiling is only possible with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. And I'm sorry, that's just not going to be achievable. Those heights that Jordan Addison has seen, it's not going to happen with Dobbs or Hall at quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. Addison has made his money this season by getting in the end zone. And that upside is effectively gone with Hall and Dobbs as a potential replacement. Plus, Addison, has, he's been a wide receiver one only while Justin Jefferson has been out. You know, Jefferson's eligible to return from IR in week 10. And at that point, I think given the worst quarterback situation and the heavy competition for targets, TJ Hawkinson too, he's still part of the picture here. We could see Addison fall back as a touchdown dependent wide receiver three once Jefferson's back. And that's potentially worst case scenario. It could be really bad at this point. So you have that risk. You have four really solid games to sell Addison on. You mentioned those past four games where he's just been on it. You have to move him before it all comes crashing down. Obviously, I still love Addison in Dynasty. I think you could probably get away with buying him here. This would be a good time. But for the season in redraft leagues, you know, you have to treat it like a blackjack table. You won a few big hands in a row. The dealer just switched. Table's about to go cold. Get up from the table while you're winning. Cash out. Move on from Jordan Addison before we see what life without Kirk Cousins looks like. I can we take, just take that a, gambling advice? Can we just take a fucking moment to to <laughs> to to uh, to awe at that amazing analogy just now? Bravo, oh, awesome. bravo, Zach, bravo, very, thank very, you, bravo. Very, impressive. <laughs> very impressive. I, w- I <laughs> wish I had that. I wish I had that same mentality at the blackjack table. I'm, 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 know, almost, right? I'm almost the opposite. Either. That's an ideal. <laughs> definitely guys, ideal. guys, uh, a dealer change. Let's, and we've been losing. Let's just stay. <laughs> and we, we've been winning. Let's just stay. Let's just stay. We've been winning. Um, yeah. I, I want to touch on this backfield just for complete, completeness sake. Um, the only way Alexander Madison's value increases if he's targeted more in the passing game. Not something that we saw with Dobbs in Arizona. And Madison isn't really a target earner. So, you know, this offense is going to get worse. I think we all agree on that. So I don't see any benefit to this backfield, even if they go a little bit more run heavy. You know, especially given how inefficient this backfield has been, right? right um, for now, though, it's you know, it's Jaron Hall that quarterback against the Falcons this week. Jordan Addison is going to be like a wide receiver three start for me. I'm starting Hawkinson as I normally would. Justin Jefferson is first eligible to return next week in week ten. Uh, by the way, the Cardinals on the other side still haven't decided who they're going to start this week. It's either going to be Kyler Murray or it's going to be who's the other guy? Clayton Clayton Tune. Clayton Tune. I, I think Clayton it's going to be. I think it's going to be Clayton Tune. Um, yeah. And then it's going to be Kyler for the rest of the season after this week. That's what I'm hoping for. Guys, if you're not it's- following the podcast on your podcast, that please take out two seconds to do that now it would mean the world to us. It helps us out more than you know. So if you can also leave a five-star review, if you like the podcast, if you enjoy the show, that would be amazing as well. Some more really, really, really exciting trade deadline action. The Lions traded for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, he was very fantasy relevant last year before they brought in Elijah Moore to steal away targets that he's he's not doing anything with anyway. But this is an interesting move to me. Um, I know Marvin Jones stepped away from football and, you know, maybe you look at that as a Marvin Jones replacement, but you, you look, kind of look at how unproductive Jamison Williams has been so far this year. Like you look at the fact that he hasn't had more than 50% route participation at all this year. Uh, DBJ plays that perimeter wide receiver role as a field stretcher, right? Am I thinking too much into this, Christian? Like, or does this move potentially keep Jamison Williams a part-time player the rest of the year? To be honest with you, um, Jamison Williams, for a guy that gets talked about from a fantasy perspective so much, you'd, you'd expect him to be more fantasy relevant, right? But like, we're talking with a, about a guy that, again, you look at the four games that he's been back, he's only had 15 total targets, right? Like, he's not getting the whole the ball a whole lot. So, is this a uh, Jamison Williams replacement. 
I don't I don't really know if that's what I want to call it. Like Donovan Peoples Jones, if we're talking just pure numbers, right? The, Jameson Williams hasn't had a part a time in his career when he's put up at least numbers like Donovan Peoples Jones did last year with the Browns, right? I know obviously this year Elijah Moore came in, stole targets from him. Like you mentioned, he's not doing much with those targets, but um I think I think he could play a role in this offense, right? The, it's clear the Lions want more from Jamison Williams and he's he hasn't given it to him. He, it's been sort of a head scratcher um, of a career to start for. This is a guy that was such a highly touted prospect out of Al- came, coming out of Alabama. Um, but dare I say it's an upgrade uh, over him, at least for the short term. I don't think he... I think they can coexist um, because I think, again, Donovan Peoples-Jones is, more, is, is coming in more for the Marvin Jones replacement as a direct replacement for Jamison Williams. But I think they're going to play similar roles in the offense. And and if I'm talking about a guy that I'd rather own uh, going forward in redraft leagues, obviously, um, dare I say it's crazy to say Donovan Peoples-Jones might be the guy that I'd rather have? Zach, no context. Who's more fantasy relevant in one month, DPJ or Jamison Williams? I'm going with Jameson Williams. <laughs> and I hate to take away from everything that Chris just said. You know, I, I look at his offense. That's all. No, 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 sure. no, no context. Sure. sure. No. Oh, okay. No context. I, I, I can't say I, anything. I like that, though. Like, again, no. But he <laughs> no has context. the talent. No he has the talent, myself. too. Right? <laughs> he, he has the talent to, to, to be more fantasy relevant. It's just like from a guy that's so talented, you, you still haven't seen it yet. It's like, it, okay, it's like we're waiting for it. Right? I, I want to hear, hear it now because Zach go, has Go ahead. Yeah, he All does. Right, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: if we're talking about Donovan Peoples Jones stepping into this Lions offense, into that Marvin Jones role, Marvin Jones, he has. Is that so? Is that what you're projecting that he steps into the Marvin Jones role? Well, I look at Josh Reynolds has been pretty productive already. Yeah. ahead of him, I think Josh Reynolds is gonna be more productive. He's going to get more targets than Donovan Peoples Jones coming in. Granted, they traded for him, but I just don't think that he's going to overtake Josh Reynolds. So I, I, think, I think I, I think Chris would. Chris, you would you would agree with that as well, right? So I think I think the clear pecking order here is like a wide receiver is like Amon Ra, and then Josh Reynolds, right? Yes, absolutely. And then now 100%. this third wide receiver role right now is a rotation between Jamison Williams and Khalif Raymond, right? Yeah. So it would be right. we're kind yeah. of talking about that. I would say like more so than like that. Yeah, oh yeah, Marvin Donovan Peoples Jones is gonna is that's why I compared the two because they're gonna be fighting for snaps, right? And right. It just it's from from someone that owns Jameson Williams in a lot of leagues and in Dynasty <laughs> leagues more like it's it's just so it's so frustrating because it's like this guy is so talented but he hasn't able to he hasn't been able to put it together right um so I mean maybe it's a little harsh to say oh yeah I'd probably have Donovan Donovan Peoples Jones over him but I think I genuinely think that if we're talking about who's going to do more with with their opportunity. I don't know if it's crazy. To yeah, I guess say, the question I, is. I, I, think I, I, think I, I, I guess the question is like, I would say like, let's say DPJ is able to beat Khalif Raymond out, right? Um, at some point, right? And like, and then Which now he he's be com- able to. And now he, in, yeah, I, I agree. And then now he's going to potentially compete with Jamison Williams for snaps and routes. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think like that's kind of like what we're getting at here, right? Right, Zach. Yeah. So like, do you think that he ends up doing that? And then if that's the case, like. Does he end up being more productive than Jameis Williams? Right, I guess that that's that that's what it comes down to. And Jay, yeah. but they're both probably not going to be like crazy fantasy relevant, anyways. 
but yeah i love um, how i love how like I, I love how this is gonna like has zero impact on anybody like, like yeah like nobody's <laughs> right. he's like, only nobody, williams only owned in like 20 percent of the leagues anyway. as d as it, like as the, since this move happened did anyone fucking pick up dpj on your in your face <laughs> no no nah. probably not it, probably not if you read our, if you read our newsletter i put it out my two cents went out on that news bit when i, I talked about it. dpj going to lions and i said you probably aren't picking up Donovan Peoples Jones. He might contribute down the stretch, no. but that time is not now. So no. maybe maybe the Lions have a buy coming up in a couple of weeks. Maybe things turn around. Maybe they added him. They want to incorporate him in the offense. But I think the bottom line here is we're talking about the Lions wide receiver three, who hasn't been productive at all because you exactly. have Sam Laporta. He's the number two option, even over yeah. Josh Reynolds. There's so Josh many weapons here. Yeah, and yeah. Jameer Gibbs. I, yeah, I would Jameer love Gibbs to have too. Jameer Gibbs continue to do that. But I'm just like, the, he goes from the Browns, who were a crowded offense with a pretty tough situation at quarterback to a, a good situation at quarterback, but still a really crowded offense. I don't know what, I don't think I'm going to be picking him up or trusting him in my lineup no. anytime soon. I would soon. keep I'm an eye on him, something. though, because I, I don't think it's going to be sort of one of these situations where they don't use him because it's an in season trade, right? And I think that's most important part. Like, if you're trading draft capital for a guy in the middle of the season, you're more than likely going to use him in some component. Yeah, um, or and I can definitely see a does, world. Right? I can definitely sure. see a world where in a month he's more fantasy relevant than Josh Reynolds too. I can see that. I mean, look at look at what he did last year with with yeah. Jacoby with Jacoby it's bold, But is it though? Is, is Josh Reynolds know. really that good? Like he's really <laughs> I don't not. know. I, like, yeah, like, you're right. Like he's not like special. Uh, by the way, like, once we're once we're done talking about this topic, uh, Mike, our producer, like, can you just cut this whole thing out of the podcast? Like, I appreciate it. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, like, yeah, last year, 61 catches for 800, almost yeah, 839 yards. Um, I don't think uh, what's the best season Josh Reynolds has ever put up. Um, let's see, he had a 608 600 yard season in 2020. And that was that was his best season so far. Um, yeah. So like I'm yeah, I, I think that it's definitely possible. It's a it's a it's a scenario that could happen. That's with Amari Cooper there too. He was competing with do you remember like when he was competing with Amari Cooper and he was getting games where he was like out targeting Amari Cooper and yeah, out producing Amari Cooper last year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's 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 keep that in mind. Okay. Um yeah, but you can cut this whole segment out, Mike. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> Real quick, Thursday night football, th Steelers and Titans. Kenny Pickett said he'll play. So good news for the Steelers wide receivers. Ryan Tannehill will likely be out again. We'll see Will Levis. Zach and I spoke about it on Monday's show. Uh, but Chris, how do you feel about what you saw from Will Levis on Sunday? And do you think he has a shot at being the Titans quarterback rest of the season, even when Ryan Tannehill comes back? So I went on a huge rant about Will Levis um, on our podcast on Monday. Um, I deemed him the Mayo Man. That's his new nickname now. So you're, call, you're calling oh, him, God. they're calling him the Mayo oh. Man. And um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know much about Will Levis. I obviously knew that coming out super talented arm, like probably the best in the draft class by a pretty large margin. Um, even with Anthony Richardson, I think that Will Levis has like that serious of an arm um but to be honest with you when i saw him make that throw to westbrook akine when he took that like 20 step drop and just sort of threw it to the back left of the end zone and just put it in a bucket i was like okay i'm not gonna overreact but there's probably like three quarterbacks in the league that can make that throw 
And I guess him, he's now one of him, them. Zach, right? Him, Zach Wilson, and then who is the third? Zach Wilson in his pro Gosh, day. Gosh. You're forgetting. Zach Wilson, pro, pro day, day pro only. Day. Pro day only. <laughs> but jokes aside, seriously, like you're talking Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and I guess now Will Levis, right? Like I, I don't see many quarterbacks making that throw. And the fact that he was able to do that, like, in the first half of his first NFL start. Now, I'm not saying Will Levis is going to be those quarterbacks, but from a Tennessee Titans standpoint, how do you go from that? Even if he puts up a dud against the Steelers on Thursday, how do you go from that and sell your fan base? Oh, we're going back to Ryan Tannehill, right? Like, that's not happening. And say what you want about... Say what mm-hmm. you want about. I know they said, "Oh, Will Levis is starting because Tannehill is." They use the term "still recovering from his ankle injury." That's a load of crap, right? Like he's not touching his job. He's not coming back. And it's, right? and it's a high ankle sprain too, right? It's not like this yeah. this you know normal ankle sprain or ankle ankle right. you know like turn where he's like he can't come in. Like no, this is going to be a situation. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen on Thursday night. You know, yeah. um, and by the I'm way, I'm all in on him to be honest. There are some very interesting pickums on underdog fantasy for this game. The one I'm looking at in particular is DeAndre Hopkins scoring a touchdown, and I know he just scored three of them things uh, on Sunday. But underdog is given good odds on it with a 1.7x boost. Okay, so the over, and th- and then he also has the the over under a 52 and a half receiving. Uh, the over is also kind of enticing because the Steelers have given up the third most receiving yards per game to wide receivers this year. They're averaging a touchdown given up to wide receivers per game as well. Uh, maybe Will Levis can provide that spark that this offense desperately needed, right? Uh, by the way, uh, Levis is over under on passing on underdog is sitting at 202.5. Uh, so that seems kind of low. The Steelers are in the bottom 10 and defending the pass in terms of yards given up. So the over looks okay there. I mean, assuming that, you know, he doesn't shut the bed in the second start. Uh, but I'm looking at Deontay Johnson's reception total at five. Can he get six receptions this week? I, I think so. They're in the top 10. Um, uh, the Titans are in the top 10 in most receptions given up to wide receivers per game. He had eight catches on 14 targets last week. He had a 26% target share, then a massive 35% target share you know, last week since his return, he's been looking pretty good. Um, so I think I'd go higher on that. And by the way, if you haven't tried out Underdog Fantasy, this is a great opportunity to do so because there's a free Derrick Henry square that you can throw into your entry and one of your picks is taken care of off the bat. Okay, he just needs one yard in this game. That's it. So go check out UnderdogFantasy.com. Uh, the link in the description of this episode will take you there if you need it. Uh, but use code UPPERHAND when you sign up so that you can get that free Derrick Henry square and you can get your first deposit doubled up to $500. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 